0: Hey, you know, some things are just so good that you just want every crumb of it. You know, I immediately think of Publix fried chicken, the eight-piece box, and the chicken goes pretty quick in our house. So when you're looking around for another piece, there's nothing there but the crumbs. about old baby? they are good. I mean, I'm sure nobody here has ever done this. Just maybe wet their finger, but maybe not. Just stuck it down in there and hit a crumb and brought it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you didn't do that. Or like their chicken tenders when you get them in a in a box and the, the frying parts just fall off when you're getting it out of there. And when they're picking it, even when they're picking it up out of the the counter there, it's like, man, don't shake it too hard. <laughs> you know, I got chicken and what happened to the crust? And when you're all done with them, we cut them up and put them in uh, romaine lettuce to try to make us feel better about eating fried food. <laughs> so you do what you got to do to get through life, right? But then you look in there and there's like a nice piece of crumb. Yeah. And it's there. And you just say, Hey, I used to, you'd do it when no one was looking, but now it doesn't matter. You just go right to it, be done with it. And when that thing goes in the garbage, there's not a crumb in there. Now I know none of you in here have gotten a box of French fries. And when you've reached as far down as you can in the large one, you can't really get in anymore, but there's still some in there, so you I'm sure nobody's ever done this. Turn them up. Yeah, you know, some things are just so good, you want every crumb. Uh, one of the dearest things that I remember growing up was uh, my father making a pound cake. He was a wonderful man. He was a wonderful cook. He was a wonderful baker. And he would make this pound cake. And we would wait for it to come out of the oven. And get an ice cold glass of whole milk. I don't drink whole milk anymore. But I used to. And get a piece of that warm pound cake. And get it on your plate. Even the crumb was so good that I wanted every bit of it. So I'm going to tell you a story today about a, a woman and some crumbs. And, and what she found out about the crumbs and what I want you to find out about the crumbs and the bread. This story is, uh, is in Matthew 15 starting in verse 21. It's also in Mark 7. I like the way that Matthew describes it, and uh, Matthew is a little more descriptive with this. He's uh, speaking to a different audience than what Mark is, and I just want to go through it with you a little bit and uh, hope that you get something out of this like I did. Uh, Matthew 15, verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now, Jesus had been in Jerusalem, and the Pharisees and the scribes, the Levites, they had been pummeling him about eating and cleanliness. And they had been pummeling him about him violating the purity laws of not washing and eating. And then they got into this conversation about food. And Jesus told them, Look, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles you. It's what comes out of the mouth. And so Jesus left, and he went to this region of Tyre and Sidon, which is up on the Mediterranean Sea. It's where Syria and Lebanon are now. And I want you to know that it is outside of Jerusalem. This is one of the few times, probably the only time, that he's gone outside of the kingdom of God. He's gone to a Gentile area. Mark calls it a Syrophoenician area. Uh, All of those are correct and what it does is it is an area where the Greeks are, where the Gentiles are, where the Canaanites are, and uh, it's not an area that is friendly to the Jews. As a matter of fact, this area and these people were ancestral enemies of Israel. And he went there to withdraw from Israel. He went there for a time, but I want you to know Jesus doesn't go someplace by accident. I want you to know today, I want you to think a day as I'm talking to you, I want you to know that Jesus hasn't come here by accident today. He went outside of his area to a Canaanite region. And it's a type and shadow of him taking the good news outside of Israel. And while he's there, uh, Mark describes it as him going into a house. So as he goes into this house there, in verse 22, a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. First of all, she's a woman. In biblical times, women were not first-class citizens. They were second-class citizens. Second, she was approaching a Jew, and a Jew was approaching her. The ritual law for Jews was not to associate with Canaanites. And number three, she knew that her ancestors were arch enemies of the Israelites. And here is a Jew. She also knew of his healing power, yes. it had preceded him. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. I want to just give you one more point before I leave this it wasn't her daughter praying she was praying for her daughter don't give up on praying for your children you will see the results here and they're remarkable the results when you pray are remarkable because you don't your child doesn't have to pray i hope they do But if they don't, you intercede for them. I'm going to show you just how simple her prayer is. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. You know how uncomfortable it is in a conversation when you talk to someone and they don't answer. It's that uncomfortable silence. He didn't say a word. Her first rebuff. Now, I don't know about you, but that might've been a point when I went to the Lord and said, Lord, I need something and he doesn't answer. That just may be a time that I would say, it's not for me. You may turn away. When you ask the Lord for something and he doesn't immediately answer, you may get discouraged. She may have felt not worthy. Have you ever prayed and maybe felt, I'm not worthy to get what I'm asking for? Have you ever prayed and thought, well, maybe I should get it. Maybe this request is not in God's will. Maybe I'm just selfish. Jesus didn't say a word. And his disciples were there learning from him. They were watching him. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out to us. Think about those that come around you seeking God, but they don't look like you. They're not your same gender. They're not your same race. They're not your same political affiliation. They're not your same orientation. They don't have the same thought process that you have. They may live in a different lifestyle than you live in. Here's what the disciples said. Send her away. Send her away. Get her out of here. She's bothering us. I hope that's not us. He didn't answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out to us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Jesus's job was to share his life with those in Israel first. Now he's outside of Israel right now. Jesus is a good shepherd and we are the sheep. And he's saying he is for the people of Israel. Rebuff number two to this woman who wants her daughter healed. Yes, it's not. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not the right religion. Maybe I'm not the type of person. Then the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me. It was talked about earlier today about prayer, how you can pray here and you can pray there and you can pray this and you can pray then. If you're ever looking for a prayer that you can stick in your pocket and you can pull out at any time, all the time, Lord, please help me. Lord, please help me. This woman did not give She was on a mission. Yes, she was different. Lord, help me. And then he replied to her, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Let's address this dog thing first. It was a a word that is not a derogatory term, although Jewish... People did talk about the Canaanites as being dogs, the kind that would go out in the street in the garbage. But this was a pet. And and he says it's not right to throw the children's food, the children of Israel, the children of God, those that are chosen. It's not right to take their food away from them and give it to even a pet dog at a table. You You can see. You've been in people's houses that have dogs, and they'll come right to the table. Right, there, And he'll just stare at you. One of the reasons I don't have a dog. Doesn't make me a bad person. He says, no. i not going to take the bread and the children's bread and give it, give it to the dogs. Another rebuff to her. How many times does it take to say no before you give up? She hasn't hit that number yet. I'd say to you, don't hit that number yet. Don't get there yet in your request for God. Don't get there yet when you're interceding for a child that needs to know the Lord. Don't get there yet when you've got someone that's sick and needs healing. Don't get there yet. The woman came and knelt before him. Help me, Lord. And he said, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dog. And she says in verse 27, Yes, it is, Lord. Yes, it is. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Let me tell you what she found out. She knew that what was in the bread is in the crumbs. What was in the loaf of bread that my father made, that pound cake, was in the crumbs. What was in those chicken pieces from Publix? It was in the chicken. Yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You see, She had seen the parable that he was using, and his own disciples didn't. Here's what he said. Woman, you have great faith. You see, it wasn't her daughter's faith that made the daughter well. It was the mother's faith. The mother got the big picture. We don't know about the daughter. We don't know her name. We don't know how she felt. She may have not loved God, but this mother knew what was in the bread is in the crumbs. Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted and her daughter was healed at that moment. You see, you don't have to be there for healing to work. You don't have to lay hands on people for healing to work. You don't even have to believe to be the one who can receive it doesn't tell us what this young woman believed except that she was healed but here's the thing we are the children of israel we have an inheritance in the lord jesus christ has died and risen And for those of us that believe in Him, what we don't have to do is we don't have to settle for crumbs because the bread is ours too. You don't go out and buy chicken crumbs. You buy the chicken. The bread is ours. don't Don't settle for crumbs. Our destiny is ours. It's charted out. We are heirs, joint heirs. We do deserve everything that God has got for us. We deserve it. It's ours. Just after this, Jesus leaves and goes back to the Sea of Galilee. And for three days, there are thousands of people there that he's healing. And they're hungry. And there with just a few loaves of bread, he multiplies it. And there are 12 basketfuls that are left over. Jesus said this. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What's in the bread is in the crumbs. This woman knew she just wanted one crumb. Let me tell you, you deserve more than one crumb. God wants you to have the world is of the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Now, Satan's not going to tell you that he comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I come that you would have life and that you would have it abundantly. I've got to ask you this question. Are you settling for crumbs? Are you just taking the crumbs? God wants you to have the bread. God wants you to have the bread of life. This trip that Jesus took out of his country was for one child who we don't even know how that child believed. If he took that trip for her he's taking a trip Today for you. He's taking a trip today for me. Are there areas in your life where you just settle for crumbs and you want more? What's happened in the past is your past. God has a destiny for you and it is the house of bread. Do you want it? Do you know, because until you know Jesus Christ, until you've made a decision in that area, you're not going to get to the loaf, but when you do, the whole loaf is yours, put butter on it, warm it up, it's comforting. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit its comforting. Yes. It's filling. Yes. It carries you through. Amen. Is there an area of your life where you need to adjust? As Dr. Davidson was talking about Advent, it's a time of reflection, time of looking forward. Are there things in your life that have got in the way of you having all the bread? Self-doubt, guilt, fear, judgment. God doesn't want any of that in your life. I want to pray for you now. Dear God, I thank you for what you've done through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for this story of a woman who would come and not give up. Who would intercede and pray for her father her child, her daughter, who would pray, Father, with faith, who wouldn't give up, and who knew if she could just have a crumb of what Jesus had to offer, that she would have what's in the loaf. Help us to understand, Father, your word. Help us to understand your love for us. Father, may we at this time just take in all of you. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah.